Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. All right, so how was your uh, first weekend without football? How was it? Mine? Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. But I had the Daytona 500. That's today, though. But it got delayed. Yeah, delayed because of the weather. But I think I'd have been fine. I would have had no issues. But yesterday dragged. Yesterday dragged. And I thought I had missed the All-Star game because I thought it was played sometime during the afternoon, right? On a Sunday. No, they always play it at night. Yeah. No, at night. Well, it tells you how much I watch it. <laughs> okay. So it was at nighttime, and I had a chance to watch it. And then I said, no. No. I'll watch a movie. I'll watch a movie. I don't blame you. But it, it was fine, but it's an adjustment. It is an adjustment. At least it was beautiful yesterday. You spent a little time outside, maybe. I mean, at least it was a nice day. But it is an adjustment without football, and it will be. we got to kind of settle in. You know, it's funny. I still found myself most of the weekend with family, with friends, talking about the Super Bowl a week later. Yep. Saturday night, I'm talking with my nephews and my brothers about conversations still the about Super football. Bowl because yep. we didn't watch it together. But we were together Saturday, and we're talking about the game and Shanahan's decision this morning. Barnwell's got 10,000 words on it a week later. That's the power of football. Did a, did a big analysis of it. The big analysis. I mean, it was record-setting performances in basketball. You didn't care? What high, record high, setting? Highest scoring NBA <laughs> All-Star here. game in history. <laughs> Stop it. You, you don't uh, believe it? You don't on. buy it? I, you, you weren't excited about the level of com- competitiveness? Come on. You know what it is. It's an exhibition. All these All-Star games are just crap. It's crap. It's a way to pay their corporate overlords. It's a way to give back and, hey, here, you can uh, rub shoulders and rub elbows with all these great stars and all these fun little events that we have. That's all it is. It's a thank you to the people that pay the bills. Well, I don't know That's why they don't is. understand that. Yeah. I don't know what Adam Silver's so mad about. All of them. Well, they're we'll all get, crap. We'll, we'll get to but that. Listen, they're crap along the line. Of course. Every single one of the sports, it's all garbage. It's just a big thank you to corporate America who basically foots the bill for everything that they've got going on. We'll get to that. Including their broadcast partners. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start with a little football as always because, uh, let's face it, this is all we're going to get. From now until the Bears show us what they're going to do via a trade, which could happen. Or they come out at some point and say, we're not trading Justin Fields. I don't anticipate that to happen. Dan Graziano was on with Greeny earlier today. Evan, our buddy Evan Cohen, was sitting in for Greeny today. Um, And listen to what Graziano said about a potential timeline here if they're going to deal Justin Fields. Well, yeah, because the Combine's next week, and that's where it all went down last year, right? Ryan Poles was very deliberate, and and we saw him go through this process last year when he had the number one pick and ultimately decided to trade it to Carolina. So I think... In the next couple of weeks, we'll be we'll all be in Indianapolis uh, next week, and he'll be able to have face to face conversations with anybody who's interested in Justin Fields. Trades can't be official until uh, middle of March, but we all know they can get worked out before then, and I I think it'll ramp up then. And if last year is any indication, as the lights come back on much brighter now, for some reason, <laughs> people like this idea about Justin Fields now. Uh, if last year's any indication, then I think activity will ramp up, and then we'll have a decision probably shortly after the combine. Well, well Graziano is basically making it sound like, oh, they've made up their mind. They're going to trade them. They'll start ramping up the conversations when they meet with people next week in Indianapolis. Well, anytime you have a group of people come together at a certain event for a particular purpose, 
there's other things that can also be done. Now, obviously, the combine is there to scout a bunch of players that are going to come out, get some grades, get some times, get all that. But when everybody's there and the big NFL parties in Indianapolis, gets what? There's going to be conversations that are had, and then you'll be taking each one of the first six quarterbacks and you're going to be bringing them in for a meeting. Every single one of them. Yes, they will. They'll get a chance to talk to everyone. Would you go the six quarterback up? Or would you start with the first one down? Um, isn't there a tendency to forget some of the things about the first candidate? If you interview six of them? That or he makes such a wonderful impression, you're mm. kind of not listening the rest of the way uh, out. I'd go at six and I'd work my way up to number one. You would? Yes. Why? I would go six and work my way up to number one. I think the if you interview the sixth candidate last, I don't think you're very interested in what he has to say. <laughs> I think the more important mm. the quarterback is, the way you climb, uh, your level of, of uh, sense of urgency ends up building to a yes. crescendo. Yes. Whereas if you do it the other way, you're really psyched up for one, kind of two, three. Then by the time you get to the sixth one, do we really got to do it? I think if you build from six going to one... You get your answers, what you need, boom, you've done it. And not only that, but at that point now you've kind of perfected what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear, the questions that you might want to ask and what you don't want to ask. Yeah. So, All right, I, that makes sense. That's my philosophy. That's the way I would do it. Do you think the Bears have made up their mind that they're going to be trading Justin Fields? A lot of people thought uh, they were reading into what Kevin Warren said last week in this interview with Jared Payton about the effusive praise, meaning that they weren't. I so think it's willing. incumbent upon the president not to let anybody know exactly what he's thinking or doing, what the organization is willing to do. Yeah, it's kind of like the Godfather uh, scene, you know, where yeah. he tells Sonny, "You can't let anybody outside the family know what you're thinking." But right? the, you're exactly, but you don't speak ill of anybody. Why would you speak ill of anybody? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, you, he's your you player. Read, he's, think, your yeah, player. Yeah, he's your player, right? I don't think you glean you know, too much. And into then it. if you end up trading him, you, you spin it basically as we got an offer that we couldn't refuse. Right, more Godfather. Yeah, I mean, you know. exactly. It more all Godfather. comes back to we the got, Godfather. We got an offer we couldn't refuse. Let's face it; it was very complimentary. We asked them if they'd be willing to do this. They said yes. So they did what they you know, and and we'll give uh, Justin uh, a chance to compete and get the starting job wherever he's going. We wish him well. A lot of exciting times for Justin Fields in Chicago. With his brand of football that we played. I mean, you can't deny some of the, the highlight reel stuff was absolutely of fantastic. Course. I think that's why people are so... I think that's why there's a value on him also. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's why people are so eager for the Bears to continue to go forward with him. I or mean, at least which, a section of the fan base is so, so eager for the Bears to go forward which with Which domino is he? With all the quarterbacks that are out there. That's a good question. Which domino is he? Is he the first domino of the fall or is he the sixth one that gets pushed over? Fourth one Just based on over. the time, I don't know. I mean, if you if you're going off of what, like Graziano just said, if they think the timeline is going to be somewhat similar to when they dealt the first pick last year, now they're not dealing the first pick this time, but they're making a big trade to kind of kick off the offseason. It feels like he's the first domino, doesn't it? It feels that way, but we'll see. Only time will tell. I mean, it sets the Bears up for the rest of what they plan on doing in free agency. Totally. And what they would then be doing in the draft. Well, what are the other dominoes? 
Well, you've well, got Kirk Cousins. Cousins is out there. Jimmy um, Garoppolo is. Did, did Jimmy get cut? Jimmy yes. is going to. He's I don't know if that's official, cut. but he's going right. to. Right? They said he was going to be. And cut. he's also yeah. suspended two games. Right. I knew Jimmy was up to something. You can't be that handsome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew he was taking something. I wish he'd give me some of it. You know. I mean, come on. I could use a little something on the handsomest scale. I knew it. That uh, Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how big. I don't even know Good what kind of kid. domino that is though, yeah. at this point. I don't well, know. it's still I mean, domino I, nonetheless. It's a quarterback it's, that is either going to be on the market or he's going to be off the market. He's still a domino. Yeah. I mean, it's really it's Kirk Cousins. It's Justin. It's Russ. What did Seattle end up saying? I feel like there was some news out of Seattle about Geno last week, wasn't there? They were kind of indifferent. Didn't they, were they indifferent, or did they sort of I, hint that Geno would be back? I don't know. It, it was kind of a, a, a mealy-mouthed, you know, kind of 50-50 thing. That's what I felt. What was it, Adam? They, they picked up... They, they basically they, would they, have had to cut him, and the money would have moved. Like, they would have gotten rid of the money, but because they didn't do anything, they guaranteed. the money, they picked up the money, essentially, okay. by not doing anything. So okay. they didn't do anything. But it sort of means that he's going to be yes. there. I yeah. That's what you would, yeah. There are, but, you know, like, as the quarterback dominoes do start to fall, like, it does feel like Justin's going to be the first one. Yeah. And then everybody will start to... Like getting in line from there, right? And that's why I, I, it'll be interesting to hear all the rhetoric that comes out next week out of the combine about like what guys are hearing, what people are hearing, and you know who's going like to be who's there. Who's talking to the Bears? And you know, you know who's going to be there. Waddle and Sylvia are going to be there. And like, what They're kind of offers are they getting? Making things happen. Yeah, they are. They're going for a few days next week. I, when does the combine actually start? Is it next month? Is it a week from today? I think it's a week from today. I think it bleeds into March. And, yeah, I think it goes that, that whole week. Right. It starts next in the Monday, and then before you know it, right. yeah, we're in the What March. is today's date? The 19th. Today's the 19th. Happy President's Day. Yes, happy yes. President's Day to one and all. We can talk about our favorite movie presidents later. I can't I, wait. I always, I always like doing that. I can't wait. You know what a big fan I am of yeah. the, the movie presidents. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was and thinking you know, about doing trivia with you because you're so good at it. Our guy, Morgan Freeman, has played God, he's played the president, and he's played the vice president. Wow, has he? The trifecta yeah. there. I, I don't think remember he, who did he play the vice president. Vice, he played, I think he played the vice president in the one with Ben Affleck where they blew up the bomb in Baltimore. Oh. Was he that or was he Secretary of State now? I don't even remember. He had the back channels with Russia, mm. and it was those back channels that they had to find out exactly how and what was happening and why it was happening. The, the, the weird thing is I was looking this morning. Sum of all fears. I, There's the your movie right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sum of all fears. I was going to quiz you, but then a lot of times when we know the famous presidents in these movies... It's hard to like remember a lot of those president names, like the fictional president yeah, the names. Fictional, exactly. That's like, that, I, did you remember Morgan Freeman's name in Deep Impact? Like, I had no idea. No, I and I looked at it an hour ago and yeah. I can't even remember. No, it. I have. You no just idea. know he plays the president. I just know he's the president. Yes, Abdallah will probably get this one because he loves the movie. What is Bill Pullman's name in Independence Day? Do you even know? And you love the movie, and like we all love it, but yeah. I I couldn't remember his name because it's just Mr. President, Mr. No President, Mr. President, yeah. Mr. President, Mr. President. That's you all they say. Adam? See, I know you like that movie. I thought maybe it would have been. Look at him; he's shaking his head. That's why. So we can't do he's this game. It's impossible. Yeah, it's you don't. Impossible. The only one you remember is Andrew Shepard from uh, Michael Douglas. The Andrew Shepard and uh, the one he was in. Yeah, with the American Benning, president with Annette Benning. Yeah, that's a that's a sweet movie. That one's good. Annette Benning tried to take advantage of him. <laughs> 
She did. She <laughs> wanted to get her thing passed. And she, because she was sleeping with the president, she thought well, it was going to happen. I, I think that was that. And to do the best for the country, he had to, he had to turn her down. She got mad at him. She got salty. She did get mad. I think she, had a, she was in the right to get mad at him for that one. So I thought that game, I, I originally wanted to do it. And I'm like, this is too hard. Nobody remembers these presidents' names, you know? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to discuss Bears Fields, uh, you know what you did this weekend without football too, because like Yurko said, it is an adjustment. I watched some afternoon hockey on Saturday. That's I right. watched some golf. I mean, thank I God. I watched a lot of the Genesis Open. Did you? Yeah, I watched a lot of it. It's weird. Tiger had to withdraw. Spieth yeah. got kicked Spieth out got for DQ'd. signing an incorrect card. The, the most famous disqualification since the great Roberto Di Vincenzo in the nineteen sixty eight Masters Jeez. signed the wrong scorecard and didn't get to go into the playoff that That's year. A nightmare. So what happens? Then you got people crying about changing the rule. No, you're responsible for keeping your score and keeping your score accurate. Yes, you get DQ'd in one of the big cups we played in. A wrong scorecard was signed, and they had no choice. The pro said, I can't do anything about this right now. I don't know how you changed that. You signed it. It's over. That's a basic rule of golf. They were going into the playoff that year. They're going into the playoff. They're going to make money. Too bad. What happened? Too bad. So sad. You can't sign an incorrect scorecard. When you do, it's, there's the door. You and your caddy, we thank you for coming out, giving an effort. But if you can't count, he took a par instead of a bogey. And when he realized it, he's like, ah. And he knew it was his fault. Yeah. He's not asking he was for a second they chance. Said. They said he was. It must have been going around. Must have been going around. You know? going around. Spend time with Tiger, right? I Tiger know. had a Tiger bad, had the, the chills. Flu. He had yes. it all. Yes. And he did confirm it was influenza. And that's the great Hideki Matsuyama. 62 what a yesterday. 62 yesterday Ooh. to come back. Patrick, Patrick Cantley really kind of, yeah. he piddled down his pant leg. Wasn't a good uh, Two days, Saturday and Sunday. So, unfortunate, but he'll so, find his way into that position again. And then you've got to remember the bad feeling it was losing it like the way he did. I watched some golf, hockey, and college basketball without football this weekend. It's a good combination. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Did you watch the Hawks? I did. I, with with Bedard back, Ottawa, right? Three to one I, afternoon won, game. Yeah, an afternoon game. They played Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I did watch it. And watching Bedard is the only worthwhile thing. To well, be he's, honest, he's back. Right? Yes, thank God he's, he's back. back. Otherwise, they're pretty unwatchable and pretty miserable. Well, the, again, they went about the business of losing and, and and being basically in the position to get the number one pick again. Yes, let's not get silly. Let's not go doing things. There's not a Bedard out there. At right? least when the, the the Blackhawks bottom out, they bottom out. Right? Oh, this one's epic. Yeah. yeah. They stink. They when the stink. black when it's time for the Blackhawks to stink, they stink. This is it, yeah. Like nobody else, like rotting dead flesh. Yeah. Baking in a hot desert sun. That's how bad the Blackhawks are. But it does put you in a position then to get the theoretical best player coming out this year, which right. is not a consensus. Well, no, it's very rare you're going to get another Bedard. Yeah. You don't get that in back-to-back years. Yeah. Those are once every five to ten-year right. types of players. It's like yeah. when you get Crosby and Malkin. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like when you get Taves and, 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 and Patrick Kane. Yes. It's like that, which has happened twice in the last 20-some-odd years. Yeah, but I'm saying there's not a prospect that is of the... Of that ilk. Of that ilk. I yeah, got yeah. you, yeah. Right, that's all. You know, you could hit the home run. Of course you could. You hope that they do. Can you, but there's not can a you prospect draft, of that ilk. Can you draft the 13-year-old prodigy that you think is going to be that guy? Uh, I don't know about that. Can you do that? Stash him? Cap and Hoodie were talking about that this morning. Like, is Caleb Williams the equal to Connor Bedard in terms of draft prospect? I don't no, think so. No. 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 I mean, Caleb's a pretty impressive-looking prospect, right, but, but that, it's not the same. Bedard was a home run. Yes. Bedard like, was a home is run. Like, is an easy yeah. home run lock yeah. of yeah. a pick. 
And you're already Caleb, seeing it. Caleb Williams is like a... Um, like, Caleb could bust. Yeah. It, it's like a like, line drive single. Caleb Through the hole. Caleb could bust. Yeah. That's he, it. He could. He's a line drive single through the hole. Sidney Crosby was never going to bust. Connor McDavid was never going to bust. That's right. Connor Bedard is not going to bust. Like, right. Caleb Williams could bust. It's different in hockey. It's even, I'd say, a little different in basketball. Sure, we see him every once in a while. Even but if you thought like, Eric, LeBron was right. never going to bust. Even, I mean, we knew that. Even if you thought Eric Lindros was crap. Eric Lindros had a career. Yes, he was an MVP one yes. year. He yes. was great. So even if you thought, I mean, maybe he wasn't everything everybody made him out to be but you know, back when he got drafted. But Eric Lindros still played quality hockey in the NHL. Yeah, when the concussions kind of robbed him of yeah. some of the later portions of his career. Is that Stevens that got him? I think so. Or Rob Niedermeyer. One of the no, probably Steven. He was a hammer. Um, you're exactly right. Like those guys weren't going to bust. Caleb can bust. Yeah, I'm not saying he, he can't. Three one two three three two ESPN. That's the number. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home. We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN one thousand. An ESPN.com article over the weekend by Jeremy Fowler ranking the 32 teams in different categories. You know, like the still contenders, the stuck in quarterback purgatory. Well, that's listen, the Bears I got news forever. For well, yeah, but he's got the Atlanta Falcons in there. I don't know that they're in quarterback purgatory. They're in quarterback hell. They're worse, yeah, it's worse than purgatory. Yeah. Not, not like quarterback limbo. No, not limbo. What the hell is where, where you go? Purgatory is like in between. Purgatory yeah. is the bad place, but there's one that begins with an L where you're like in between everything. It's not good. It's not bad. You're just kind of chilling. I'll think of it. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Mm. Purgatory. Where are the Bears at? They're well, at Lifetime. Boy, lifetime. They are. they are. Lifetime. They are. There's all these tiers, and then there's three teams in sort of his last tier, yep, still rebuilding. The four and thirteen Arizona Cardinals, the six and eleven New York Giants, and the seven and ten Chicago Bears. Which I'm not so sure I put the Bears in that category because the Bears had the most wins out of any of those teams. And I get it, you can look at the slate of opponents and be very underwhelmed. That is true. They really beat a dog blank you know, group of teams other than maybe that Lions win. The Lions win's a good win. They've got the Lions. They play, like you keep pointing out, they played the Lions well the last couple of years, and the yes. Lions have been a pretty good football team. The Bears I mean, have they're done one well against three. them. They're one and three against them. They should them. have two more wins against right. them. Right, they're one and three against them, and that's what counts, and that's what we look at, seven and nine. Um, so you know what their record is, but then you got to see how they play. You also got to see how they play. Is the defense improving? Yes. Might they get better at the quarterback position? Maybe. Might they reset their clock on the quarterback position as far as paying the quarterback? Maybe. Does that make everybody else that much better that's around your quarterback? Maybe. Will it be Caleb? Will it be Drake? Will it be Jaden Daniels? Might it be J.J. McCarthy? Is it going to be Harvey Penix? Is it going to be uh, our guy, uh, uh, Bo Nix? Yeah. Which guy is it going to be? We don't know which guy it's going to be. But there's a chance to make an improvement at the quarterback position, or at least play at a level passing-wise that you've been playing at for the last two, three years. So it's interesting, and I'm just bringing up all the scenarios. I'm not saying this is what they should or should not do, but I don't see the Bears in a situation with top 10 defense in the last half of the year right? and making improvements on their defense and maturity on their defense where there's 
where they're sort of still rebuilding. Yeah, I think in their I think minds, that's beyond the point of being ridiculous. I think in their minds, especially if they do get an upgrade at the quarterback position, I think in their minds, I think in all of our minds, that's a playoff team. Yes. They answered the biggest. Remember, two nine and eight teams did not make the playoffs this year. Yes. But the other nine, or two nine and eight teams did. I think three or four others did not. Just to be accurate on that. I'll double check for you. Right. So nine and eight's great, but it doesn't guarantee a playoff spot. That means well, you're nine in the and eight, not, not The two teams that didn't were certainly Jacksonville and Indy. Yeah. Were both nine and eight and did not make the playoffs. And then Tampa made it as a nine and eight team, yeah, but New Orleans did not. Right. So there you go. So it was uh, three teams that didn't, two teams that did, two teams that did, and three that didn't. Yeah. I think that's exactly. So that. nine and eight doesn't guarantee anything. Ten double digit wins. Ten is a pretty solid piece of I'm getting to the playoffs. Yeah. You know what? Seattle was nine and eight too. You're gonna miss yeah. the playoffs. There were a lot of nine yeah. and eight teams that missed the playoffs. Right. There were one, two, three, four. Right. Yeah. There were yeah. four teams that were nine and eight that missed the playoffs. But I think if the Bears get an upgrade at the quarterback position. I mean, and I'm with an ascending defense, right. like ascending they, defense, important. Yes, yes. Listen, once they got the sweat deal done and they got a pass rusher, you saw how things changed. It was my biggest gripe of what they didn't do last off season. I said it over and over and over and over and over again. You did nothing to fix your pass rush, and we and thought it, the acquisition of Yannick Ngakwe was going to help. Yeah, it didn't help, but he got better. When he was with Sweat. Yeah, until he got hurt. And then he got hurt. I mean, the Ngakwe thing happened late in camp anyway, yeah. and it was what I harped on all summer long. I don't know how you can think this defense is going to be improved considering the lack of a pass rush. Which is why, and it's the why they sucked early right. in the year. And some injury thing, like Kyler Gordon not being healthy, you know, I right. think hurt them early on. But I think the pass rush helped the defensive backfield. I think it totally did. I think your defensive backfields are already solid without the pass rush because they were forced to do coverage that nobody else had to do. But I think your number one free agency thing has got to be another pass rusher opposite either Montez Sweat or in the middle. And now, okay, so it there you go. So if you add another one, however you do that, yeah. free agency or the draft, and you're going to have Jalen Johnson back, whether that's on a long-term deal or the franchise tag. And we'll find out this week, I believe, right? The franchise tag. Don't they have five uh, days to put a franchise tag on? Is that coming up now? I'll get the, the week. Is that coming I think up March maybe 5th next week. Yeah. yeah. Their defense, I would agree, is an ascending defense. Yes. And if they can get better play, or I, I let me put it this way, the strength yeah, of their team. play out yeah. of the quarterback position, like the rebuild, no, not a, it's not like, yes, still rebuilding. Yeah. It's The Bears should be competing for a playoff spot the, the next st- year. The strength of this team is their defensive backfield, this defense. It yeah. is. Now, you slowly but surely have to switch to making that the defensive line. Because when the strength of your team is the defensive line, everything else is usually pretty damn strong anyway. Yeah. Right? When it's your defensive backfield, you don't see it until you get some pass rush. And then you see, hey, these guys are pretty good back here. Yeah. Late last week at the Ringer, Stephen Ruiz, who covers the NFL for the uh, for the Ringer, wrote an article like that the five biggest storylines. And, of course, one of the five biggest storylines is, you know, what the Bears are going to do with the number one overall pick. I can't imagine the hate mail he got from uh, the Justin Fields hive. I mean, I like it's got to. I would love, like, I, I would love to put Stephen on just to ask him about the mail he got, uh, the notifications he got on social media for. Because uh, boy, when you hear this, you ready? Boop, uh, the Justin fans aren't going to like it if they haven't heard it yet. Let's get one thing out of the way. Chicago needs italics. 
to use this pick on a quarterback, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May, I currently lead toward Williams, but May is also worthy of the first pick. The Bears cannot go into the 24th season trying to make the Justin Fields experiment work again. He's a tantalizing talent. He has the bones of a modern franchise quarterback, but he hasn't fleshed out the rest of his game nearly enough over the past three years to justify passing on two legitimate blue-chip prospects. Fields finished the season ranked 24th in EPA per dropback and 28th in success rate. Whatever strides he made in his third season still left him near the bottom of the league statistical leaderboard. And if you take out the production of his scramble plays, Fields was, you ready? Watch out. Watch out, Steven. Fields was arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league. The idea that Chicago should hold on to Fields is absurd, especially when you consider the draft capital the Bears would be passing on to retain him. In a league where Sam Darnold fetched the Giants a second-round pick in 2021, Fields should garner at least that and maybe even a conditional second-rounder that turns into a first if he can hit specific benchmarks with his new team. Boy, a makeup of a deal like that would be awfully sweet, I think, to Ryan Poles and the Bears and awfully beneficial. I don't know that I agree if Fields was arguably the worst starting quarterback in the league, but... His success rate is a metric I've been talking about with you guys for, for a, a long while. time. Yeah, It is troubling. Out of all the stats where you're like, geez, I don't know, you can't throw for this many yards and look at the EPA numbers. The success rate to me is an alarming stat. It is on par with Zach Wilson's career success rate. I can't put it any more clearly. It is troubling. That's your comparable. It is troubling. And uh, yeah, it's troubling. No, I, yeah, I get it. I, and and so, so while I might not be as harsh in my commentary on Justin as Stephen Ruiz was, I, I think his point is valid that there's too much to potentially gain by. You're like you, you, you could be missing on something very, very good. All right, here's Let's put it that way. If, There's too much to gain. If that's the feeling around House Hall, if that's the feeling between the president Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, you still have to go about the business of of, of saying you know positive things about your quarterback. I, I agree with you. That. Still have to do that until so you can get there. You can get him traded and get him moved if that's the direction. Again, if if that's the direction they're going, you always got to stay positive on it all. Yes. And nobody's going to tell me what happened in Pittsburgh last year. If Justin Fields wasn't there, might not have been a better thing. They were 10 and 7. They were 10 they and 7. They won their last three games. Yeah. And they did it in spite of their quarterback oh position, God. not because of their quarterback position. Totally. So I, you just have to look at it that way. New York, I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers, but I think Justin Fields is a better option than Zach Wilson was, even though their numbers are similar. No doubt. At least Justin Fields can get, no get the hell out of the pocket. And make something happen either via the pass or via his feet. Well, Wilson can do that too, but he's such a better passer than Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson's I, terrible. I wouldn't Zach do, Wilson's the worst quarterback in the league. I, I mean, come wouldn't on. do Washington. I don't think he's an improvement in Washington. Their quarterback threw the ball all over the place. Yeah, their, problem was, their problem was, oh yeah, 21-21, I believe. A lot of picks. Their problem was they passed the ball too much. Maybe. 614 attempts for Howell. Yeah, you can't live that way. You can't be sixty-one to forty. <laughs> it is a lot. That, that, you, it's impossible. Unless to you have like Mahomes or Brady, maybe right. you know. It's they, like yeah, even that, they don't want to do that. That's how you throw twenty-one picks. Right. That's yeah. not position A. Yeah, 
You want to be able to hand the ball off. You want to be able to have play action. You want to make your passing game an easier passing game, not a more complicated passing game. All those dropbacks also led to a league-high 65 sacks, Jerk. Yes, yes. You lead the league in sacks and interceptions? Your offense is going to struggle. That's how you win a handful. So uh, I I think the kid can play, but I think they need more balance in their offense, which is why I think they ultimately said goodbye to Eric Bieniemy. You could be right. 312-332-ESPN. That's the number. We'll uh, take some of your Bears calls coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Hope everyone had a great weekend. First weekend without football in quite some time. Still got a lot of football to talk, though. We'll grab some Bears calls. A lot from the weekend to kind of get after. Uh, some of the NBA All-Star stuff, I don't know why they worry themselves so much about making it a competitive game. We've got thoughts on that later. We'll play some Tom Ricketts sound for you in just a little bit. He met the media today. Still nothing on Cody Bellinger. Budget restraints, it sounds like. Boy, the marquee thing just not working out the way the Cubs thought it would. Jesse will join us tomorrow and Thursday live from spring training. You know, we have a spring training game on the air this week. We'll be off a little bit early, just an hour early on Friday. At the end of the week, the Cubs and Sox will play in the Cactus League, and we're your home for White Sox baseball, and we'll be carrying the game. So we'll be off at uh, 2 o'clock on Friday, but you'll get day baseball. Uh, as spring training games already start, so I like that. And we'll it's talk Cubs, to Sox, Cubs, White Sox? It's Cubs, Sox. On, uh, oh, it'll yeah, be on the air it then. It'll be on the air. Wonderful. Yeah. This uh, this coming Friday, your first spring training game. We'll carry, I think, like a dozen or so. What's the White Sox record against the Cubs last year? Off the top of my head, you I really don't come. know. I'm going to say, uh, did they go one and three? Against one them? and three it was. Yeah. White Sox were one and three, yeah. They lost three games to the Cubs. Am I crazy to think that the White Sox could, I, could get there over this I think, year? I think Lou Brown, right? I Yeah, you know. Lou why, Brown, why not? Major League. Last year was an easy let's under. Put, let's get a, a naked picture of Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the team. Let's cover it with 66 pieces of paper yeah and then you remove one every time you win try to motivate the boys at 65 i think the total 64 and a half so, right now oh is it i thought I it was that's so. why i said 66 i thought it was 65 i'll, I'll double check but like you know i'd be willing to do that just for we also giggles we're doing our seven to se- seven or 70 contest too uh, what happens first? The White Sox get seven wins, or we have a seventy-degree day. Yeah, the seven-seventy well, contest. The, the way the weather's yeah. trending right now, this is fabulous. Yeah, this could be a seventy-degree day before and, you know it. And where? Which one's the official one? Is it O'Hare? O'Hare. Or is the official one well, at Midway? Probably Midway, right? Because the Sox are closer. Because, and I'm south of I eighty, so I mean, I may have a temperature. No, that's we'll 70. do Midway. Chris and Adam, we. Like, if we hit 70 on March 15th, that doesn't count, though, right? It's got to be because the White Sox don't have a game before then, a real game. Yeah, when the season starts. When yeah. the season starts. Yeah. Okay, 7 or 70. Yeah. We I will... mean, we could be 65 in two weeks, and on opening day, it could be 45. Yeah. 42, yeah. We Which, should, snow? Uh, Which should... snow? We've seen snow. We have seen snow. We've seen snow. Seven or seventy. Seven or seventy. Great. Oh, this is great. And we'll how take long that time? We got to take some action on it, guys. It, 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 this this game could be over in two weeks. The White Sox get off to a red hot start. It could. Could be over in two weeks. We might never see a seventy degree day, and yeah. the White Sox get to seven in two weeks. It could. Maybe not though. Or it could be seventy, April first. Well, or what if it's? Or seven? it could be seventy May first, and then yeah. have seven wins. 
Not Let, like not like last year. I can't let's take another. That that's a possibility. I Adam. can't take another April ten game losing streak. I can't do it. I can't do it. Carm Southside Hyde Park. Lewis is on ESPN one thousand. Hey Lewis. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? Great, Good, Lewis. How are you? I'm okay. I just wanted to add right quick. You guys were making a comparison of Caleb Williams and like hockey players and basketball players. And I just wanted to say it's a lot tougher for mm-hmm. quarterbacks mm-hmm. because it's so intricate. Like if a quarterback has a bad offensive line or he doesn't have good receivers, it's hard for him to individually shine. Where uh, Connor Bedard, he can, he can still individually shine even if he has bad players as well as LeBron James. So there's just too many factors, yeah. and it's why it's so easy for a quarterback to bust. Yep. That's all, that's all I wanted to add. I agree with you, Lewis. It is much harder to project. Much harder. Now, sometimes we've called guys, who who would you say was like, John Elway was kind of a consensus sort of can't miss. John Elway yeah. was great. I wouldn't say Peyton Manning was. There were plenty of people that thought Peyton Manning would be a bust because of his inability to beat Florida and to win some of the big games in college. And some people even thought Ryan Leaf deserved to go one uh, over Peyton Manning. I Am I crazy? Am I misremembering that? Or would you even say that? I, I don't think Peyton Manning was quite the prospect that Elway was, Yerk. I feel like yeah, I don't think Peyton Manning was. But I think Peyton Manning proved that he was as good absolutely. You know, over the course of his career. Absolutely. But going into that, no. What about Andrew Luck? Like, Andrew Luck was kind of a can't miss. Andrew Luck was pretty damn good. I mean, yeah. I, the career being shortened didn't help him any. But The Colts, the injury, the Colts, they knew that Andrew Luck was going to be their number one guy, period. Yeah. Right? There's no gray area. 100%. They knew if, they, if it went bad and the season went bust... They were going to get Andrew Luck to replace Peyton Manning as their quarterback. And there were very few that looked at him and said, mm, I don't see it. Very few. It was like, yeah, Andrew Luck's going to be a stud. And he was it was pretty damn close to being a stud, I guess you'd say. Right? Andrew Luck was a stud. All right, so here's your best number one picks of all time. Peyton Manning, Earl Campbell, Terry Bradshaw, Chuck Bednarik, O.J. Simpson, Bruce Smith. Well, that's not number one. Come on, what are we doing? You might be looking at number, looking one, number like a one team's number yeah, one pick. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for absolute number one pick. Like you want number one overall. That disappointed me going through that list just now. <laughs> I wanna I wanna pop somebody. Maybe well, Bruce who, Smith was the number one Bruce pick. Bruce Smith overall. was the first overall pick. Okay, so maybe yeah. they gave it to me right. OJ Simpson was the number one OJ pick. OJ Simpson. Dare was. I say it, you know, obviously the the, the rest of his life. Uh, well, bothered yeah, of course, it, but of uh, you know O.J. Simpson at the time was a oh he was incredible elite elite running back at a time that running back position was the One best the position best on the of field of all time yeah so no your list sounded accurate yeah all right in that case but they got Peyton Manning as number one and they've got uh, Troy Aikman further down the list seventh hmm. just to let you know Leroy Selman number one pick. A name you won't remember. I remember Leroy the Selman. The great Ron Yeri. Ron Yeri. I mean, offensive I, lineman for yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. A million Played years Played during the again. 70s. Played yep. during the 70s. That's kind of a weird list, though. Looking through that, trying to find your 10, and it's there's hard. only two or three quarterbacks in there. It is hard, That though. is a difficult, difficult place to be. It's a little easier to is identify. Is it Jay Berwanger? Was he like the top pick he, ever? He, well, yeah, I believe he was. Wasn't he the first ever? The first ever number one pick I, out of the University of Chicago. Correct. The great Jay Berwanger. Graded bar trivia. You asked that question, you got yes. yourself a free drink coming. Yes. Okay, Jay Berwanger. Nobody knows. From the University of Chicago. Yes. And then they stopped football. He was a maroon, they said. Yes. Stopped football so Oppenheimer can well, perform some they drills did that before. under the football field. They did that before, Did though. they? 
Fermi then turned Enrico the I think underneath the football field into that first like particle acceleration lab or right. one of the first of yeah. its kind but they had already decided that they wanted to be an institution of higher learning and they didn't want football to control the institution. They saw where it was going all right. those years ago. You got to give them credit. They're Some like, smart people over with yeah. the Maroons over there. They're like, yeah, we're not doing this. We're an institution of higher learning, not of athletics. Let's go to Jay on the north side. What's up, Jay? Uh, good afternoon, fellas. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on if we were to put like a metric behind the quarterback position, you know, like Madden, you know, and give Justin Fields a 65 or a 70, and you Caleb Williams is a 85 or an 80. You know, I think that's a consensus that everybody feels that he could be a better player. You know, that might be true. Does that make your team better, right? So if we go ahead and get an 80, you know, and we bypass the opportunity to get, you know, build on the tackles, build on uh, the wide receivers or get draft picks in the future, and my, my feeling is no. You know, I think that if we go ahead and – keep Justin and we build around and we make ourselves a better team. I don't think there's any question Justin could be better. You guys have definitely illustrated that point. But to me, we want to make the whole team better. And like the last caller, there's a lot of other pieces that make the quarterback better. So I don't think we're there yet. They were one quarterback away from being better. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, Jay. It's still the most important position, though. And it's still the one that you, if you, you, you had your choice. I mean, like, it's keep it simple here, guys. Like, you know the answer if you asked every decision maker in the NFL about their team. What's where do you want? What position do you want to be best? Of course, they're going to say quarterback. You would all say it. Every decision maker in the NFL would say it. The position where you want to be best is your quarterback. And right now, there's only one best quarterback in the league. And look at what they're doing with them. Back to back Super Bowl champions. <laughs> you know, 312 332 ESPN. We'll grab more of your calls. We will play some of that Tom Ricketts sound for you. We talked, uh, kind of tried to provide a little bit of an update on Bellinger, sort of put the blame over on the Boris camp. Uh, but Jesse sent that sound in as uh, Ricketts met the media out in Arizona earlier today. We'll play that for you coming up. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. The debut new segment at 11. The lunch rush. At 11? Yeah, not at 11, at 1. What's the matter with me at 11? I don't know. What, what, I'm what, looking at you at 11. What the hell are you doing? What am I meeting? On? Are you releasing no, something at, in our at, meeting? We're, uh, at, yeah, our meeting's at 11 every day. We are uh, debuting something new. Maybe because we thought of it at 11 today, at 1, the lunch rush. We'll talk about our players from the weekend about an hour from now. Something tells me Yurko might be thinking about a Hideki Matsuyama with a 62 yesterday. I am. We also, we, uh, we got some live action today. Golf? You, you've got a wager in oh, the Daytona, yeah, Daytona 500. Adam Abdal's got a wager. I myself have a wager in the uh, Daytona 500. All right, I know nothing about NASCAR. I'll defer to you guys. Adam said he fired on Denny Hamlin, who is the favorite. It's 9-1. to one. And I said, all right, what the hell? So just to have a little action, you know. So uh, so why'd you take go, Denny Hamlin over there? Let's go Denny Hamlin. I mean, I just, I, I needed, so I wanted something to watch yesterday. Yeah. I didn't know that the, uh, it was going to be rained out. Uh, there's a 25% boost on FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash Abdallah, if you want to take that. Uh, and so I was like, all right, I need something to gamble on. I know who Denny Hamlin is because I don't know who half of the NASCAR racers are either, anymore. Either do, either do I. So I just I put 
Used I, the boost and I, took the favorite. And, and, and I love and this car. I went with Abdallah. Who, who did you go with? I mean, here? my wager was uh, significant. My unit, if you will, is significantly yeah. smaller than Carmen's, Carmen's if you want right. to cut that or whatever. Carmen's you unit is massive. Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, so if I, it's not a big, it was just something for me to do yesterday, but it got rained out, so it just carries over to today. Right. So that's. I, I jumped in with him. I'm like, why not? Yeah, Let's you went it. big unit play. I went with Eric Jones, driver of the 43 car. Eric Jones was uh, uh, kind of a protege found by Kyle Busch Mm. and raced. Hasn't had the success that people thought he should have. So I'm taking a flyer on the old 43 car today in Eric Jones. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, wow. What, did you spit on that? Did I do that, guys? I think it's the ghost in the machine again. No, it just fired on its own. It's Skynet, dude. All right. It's It's happening. I'm waiting for the Terminator to come down. It's happening. Rich is in Skokie. What up, Rich? Hey, guys, I uh, just want to bounce something off of you. Do you think that either Washington or New England would bite for the opportunity to get uh, Justin and the Bears' number nine uh, pick and thereby move us moving up and being able to get not only a QB, but Marvin Harrison also? Right. Yeah, it's been, it's been speculated here in the last week or so, Rich. I think maybe... But we talked about this last week a little. I think, I mean, I, it's a, the, the Bears were making a pretty significant jump up, even giving a player. And I, it leads me to believe that there would have to be something else included that For the them. Bears are giving back. Yes. But I, I, I wouldn't totally rule that out. I mean, that would be one big yeah. ballsy move. Yeah. It would be like, what the Texans did last year with Will Anderson, with with the with CJ and Will Anderson, yeah, and they were the rookies of the year. Looks like it's going to work out well for them. Down but did there. Houston give up this year's number one pick too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I don't want to do that because that that looks like what you might have to do. But I don't know how far of a jump Houston made last I, year to get up to number three. Do you guys? Can you guys check that real quick? Yeah. What the move was? I, I, I don't know how big of a jump was. You know, they used the. The pick at two, and then how far back were they before they vaulted back up to the top? Yeah, I'd have to check from what it was yeah. last year. Uh, did you say no? No, I said yeah. So I thought Adam said yeah. Yeah. Was Adam. yeah, he said no to you. No, we're not checking it. Um, you can find it quickly. To move up for CJ? No, they moved up for Will Anderson. Oh, for Will Anderson. Will Anderson, yeah. yeah they moved up to three, right? They went, and they went up to three. Yes, we know they that traded they went up there. twelve and thirty three plus a twenty twenty four first round pick and a twenty twenty four third round pick. Yeah, are you willing to do that? Now their first round pick turned out to not be so bad because they were good. They were a playoff team. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So that got knocked back. It so got it got back. knocked back. It's not terrible, but like that's what to make that kind of move up. I think there's a lot going. It would be a big ballsy move by Ryan Poles. That's what I'm saying. Is it likely? Probably not. Would I rule it out? No. I'm ruling that I'm ruling that particular trade out. You are, okay. I think yeah. if they're trading okay, you are. if they're trading Justin Fields, I think they're just trading for equity. Okay. You know, for draft equity. That's it. I don't think Poles is in a position right now to okay. be giving away that many picks. Right. Well, would they not have to be quite as many because you are giving a player? It's right. gonna be it's more. It won't be the thirds. Right. So okay, so it won't be the third. It'll be next year's first. No, yeah. he's not doing that. Yeah, then, not. then then you're not probably doing it, right? right. Then you're probably passing. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, the things that sweeten the deal for them 
were next year's yeah. first round pick, yeah. and then a third round pick, and then a third round pick that year too. Ballsy no, no, move no. by uh, the Texans, and so far it looks good. Randy's in Seattle. Hey, Randy. Hello, boys. What's up, Randy? So, first thing I want to do is I want to give kudos to Chris Black for the great job he did on Friday with Yurko and uh, always. Car, he says Car, thank if you. you if Kari, if you weren't the best in the business, uh, yeah. I think this would be the Black and Yurko show He's coming the, out. The the errors apparent over. What are you there. trying one to do to Black and Abdallah? Yeah, yeah. you're, you're breaking what a Black you and Abdallah, man. Randy, never, never. Ahead. I love you. I I love Carmen too much to do that. You're now. Wally Pippen um, him right now. <laughs> we don't want to break, break up Black and Abdallah. No, I don't. I do not, and I do want not want to break up you and Johnny. And John, speaking of you, yeah. you are—you uh, have no heart, you have no love, you have no passion, you bastard! You. That's me. <laughs> None of that is out there. Oh my God! What the heck was going on on Friday with that guy? Jesus, whiz! What a maroon! Uh, we yeah, uh, we got bu- my my chops were busted. Who was it? Nick and Berwin. It was somebody, yeah, Matt yeah, and something. Nick, Nick I and Berwin, it. I thought. Nick and Berwin. Yeah, oh Nick my and Berwin. Gosh. It was just, I had no passion, no job. love. I had no nothing, anything. You have passion. No, it, it's like, if you don't, if you're not in love with Justin Fields, you have no redeeming qualities as a human being. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> Even though I've already been out on the air saying I want to keep Justin yeah. Fields, I, saw, I still have yeah. to be able to talk scenarios, you know? But and, and on that subject of you wanting to keep Justin Fields, Johnny, I'm surprised at that. I know. Because I am too a little. I don't see this going anywhere with him. You know, to me, he's a mediocre quarterback. He's slow read. He's, you know, he doesn't get the ball out on time and on target. And you have a chance at drafting potentially greatness. Now, I don't know if it's going to be Drake May or Caleb Williams or even Jane Dennis or somebody else. But out of those quarterbacks, I think there's going to be some Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow type of quarterbacks mm. in there. Yeah. Isn't and that... you, you can't stay with mediocrity. Listen, last year proved that he didn't make a big enough ascent to go anywhere. So, yeah. Johnny, I'm surprised. I, Randy, Some thanks. Are, I am a little surprised yeah. at Yurko's stance and, on it, and too. My, my statement has always been, I'd rather have the devil I know than the devil I don't know. You did say that to me last week. What would you rather have, the that, devil you know? Right, so th- that's my statement there. Hmm. And then I think you get more for a trade down from the number one pick as you move. With the amount of necessities and problems that this team still has, I'd like to address those. And I have seen this quarterback, Justin Fields, Make some very good throws. Yeah. Make some. Just not now, does he have a, enough. Does he have a problem with Atat? A dot. O-T-O-T, on time. What, what do you oh, say? On, on time on, on, on target? On time on, on time target. On time on target. That's Atat. 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 Yeah. Atat. Does he have an issue with Atat? He most certainly does. He most certainly does. The new but, stat on time on But time. I've seen him do it. I've seen him put it there. I've seen him put it where it needs to be. Is it on a consistent enough basis? No. Okay. No, it's not on a consistent enough basis. But I have seen every throw made by this guy. He's he's well, made he make throws. Sure, he can. And he's hesitated too. And he's That's hesitated. And it's cost the Bears. Oh, sit tight if you're on the phones. We'll get to your calls coming up after one. We're going to debut a new segment. We'll play Tom Ricketts sound as he met the media and talked about Bellinger today. We're back in two minutes.